if we're distracted by, I call them minor fears, it's because we're afraid to deal with what we're really afraid of and just walking yourself there. And that's what I had to do. I actually had to pause and say, what would happen? And that if you're experiencing fear, that's what would happen if that happened and go face the worst outcome and then, and then say, and even then I will choose life. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there, there. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G and we are back for another exciting episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And today we have the pleasure of having Victoria Rader with us. And she's gonna tell you all about what she's up to and who she is. Take it away, Victoria. All right. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love the whole fearless tribe, man. <laughs> it does such a great zing to it. So yes, I'm possibility coach and founder of You to Shine. I've written a bunch of books. All of them got to be international bestsellers, all on self-improvement and how to be better and everything you do in your life. But what attracted me to your amazing energy is that I'm also a founder of uh, Free Me EFT, which is a unique way of doing emotional freedom technique, which allows for us to not only release the stagnant emotion, but to also affirm and bring the new energy that we actually want to have in its place. So that's who I am. That's what I do. And I'm thrilled to talk about anything freedom related. <laughs> okay. Awesome. 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 Yeah. We are huge proponents of addressing the things that hold us back so that we can indeed be truly free. So this is this is going to be a great conversation. So tell us, how did you get into this? I mean, that's not a typical career path. How did that even evolve? Great uh, question, uh, Charmaine. So the way it started, actually, is I, um, you know, I used to say I'm born in Ukraine and people were like Russia. And I'm like, no, Ukraine. But yeah, now yeah. I say I'm born in Ukraine, people start crying. So I'm like, oh, no, you, you can't win on that one. And I, you know, I most actually most of my profits, 80% uh, of the profits and everything that the book Prosper Me is going to bring for as long as we are seeking peace back home, we'll be going to support that. So, you know, I, I, awesome. I kind of, awesome. I'm very mindful of what's happening there, but I was born in Ukraine and um, uh, came to us when I was in my early twenties uh, because I married my husband and um, I thought it was a great idea to teach my kids uh, history by taking them to places. So I took okay. them to Greece to start homeschooling them, took them to Greece, came home. My husband sat me down and he's like, I don't know how it's done in Ukraine, but here in us, there's nothing attached to the plastic card you've been swiping. <laughs> you know, you just put us into debt. Oh so no. 
I literally, it's like 2007. So I go and I Google, what's the fastest way to make money in US? I actually Googled that. 2007, the real estate market is hot. Properties are flying off like cupcakes. So it says realtor. So I'm the doer. So I go get my real estate license. I get licensed. I join the brokerage. 2008, the Great Recession starts. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so timing is everything. But what happened actually is rather miraculous because I, I got a coach. I got a real estate coach. And within a year and a half, I became a top 1% of the agents in the U.S. While awesome. homeschooling my kids, while not working on Sunday. And just people started asking me, come talk to us what it is that you do. And I started first doing business training and real estate training. And then I realized that all of our conscious efforts are minimized by our subconscious trauma, beliefs, genetic predisposition, common consciousness. And, you know, and I figured, okay, a lot of this stuff I've taken for granted was just unconscious competence. My wiring got me there. Not because I'm such a good person, disciplined and marching, you know, just got lucky. That, that's just it. I got lucky with the programming that I got. Not on everything, but on the things that impressed people. You know what I'm saying? I was I telling you. people, yeah. my crap is hidden, okay? It, there's a lot of accolades because my crap is hidden. So, But bottom line is I uh, was so fascinated by subconscious programming. I went and got a PhD in metaphysical sciences, kind of combining quantum physics and spirituality. And then I got certified in every energy healing modality you, I could get my hands on you know, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, Theta Healing, all the way to the highest level in each one of them, trained, taught seminars and certification of EFT. So in 2013, I left real estate full-time and founded my company, You To Shine. And all of our efforts is geared towards program services and products for people to not only have spiritual understanding and subconscious programming, but also very practical, palpable steps, right? So it's just kind of combining. That's in a nutshell is a journey, you know, a debt. Hence the book, Prosperity, because it all started with a debt, you know. Wow, that is an amazing story. <laughs> you know, I love I love that your your spirit took you to do that though. Like the initial event is what I'm talking about, where you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna learn history. Let's just go to let's just go to Greece. <laughs> like, let's just do it. <laughs> and then I an love you. With an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and a mother. <laughs> so that is just say. so it's so fun. And then I love how, um, and your husband sounds like he's a very, very like fun guy because he's like, he's like, um, yeah, you see that thing that you use to purchase all of that? There's nothing behind that. Well, you know, <laughs> it's not uh, an exchange for fiat for fee, like, it's not a, it's not currency. <laughs> Well, you know, you have an appreciation for this because I always tell when I work with entrepreneurs, I say, you know, let me get it straight. You left your five, your nine to five job seeking freedom. And now you're working nine to nine and you are completely free from money. Like there is no. <laughs> so be specific what you ask for. Because I mean, I've been there. We've all been there. You oh, yes. pursue oh, yes. the freedom of spirit very often is accompanied for quite a while with the freedom from of money. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And when it, when the two, the, when the two do align though, it is quite, 
quite beautiful. But you're right that that is um, I think that's something that every entrepreneur does go through. That is uh, so true. <laughs> It's a rite of passage, you know, it's a rite of passage. It's almost like, you know, universe, God is testing you and saying, are you going to give up? Are you going to quit? You know, are you, can yeah. you push, can you push from resistance to resilience? Like, you know, it's just, it's the shaping of who we are, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. And um, this entrepreneurship life is definitely not for the faint of heart. So there is for sure a rite of passage, as you say. <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And so it didn't sound like you had a lot of fear when you were getting everybody on the plane to go to Greece. Um, it didn't sound like you had a lot of fear when you were confronted on your return by your significant other about, Hey, there are consequences to this. And it didn't sound like you had a lot of fear when you said, okay, well, I'm a solutions oriented person. I'm just going to go figure out how I can make this money and prove that I, uh, you know, that, that I, I have my, I, I carry my weight here. Right. And so then it didn't sound like you had a lot of fear either when you sought out to get your real estate license. It also didn't sound like you had a lot of fear when you got a real estate coach and you were crushing it in a time when lots of people were having the opposite outcome. Am I right? Did you not have any fear of any of these things or am I just totally out, out in left field? You know, two, two, two completely amazing things to observe is that everything is relative. And it's true that I genuinely had no fear, had a lot of discomfort. But the reason why is because I have faced real fear very early in my life. Mm. Right. And so, so what, once again, what kind of looked like I was, um, and it actually had to do a lot with uh, with a lot of deaths in my life. You know, I was only two when my uncle died, five when my grandpa died, and oh, wow. five when I had a very tragic, tragic um, moment of walking into the sea with my mom and dad. And having, I'm not going to describe all the details, but let's just say there was a person who drowned, and I became an immediate recipient of the outcome of that, right? Without making it graphic for anybody. And so sure, from sure. a very early age, I actually had a grasping fear of death and dying and a grasping fear of swimming in water as a result of that. And so what looked like fearlessness on the surface, I think is a denial strategy of trying to stay so busy that you're proving to yourself you're alive. And mm. I've done that so well, because compared to not drowning, to not dying, to not remembering death after like, 2013, I lost uh, 11 people, actually I lost 13 people in 2013, including my best college friend, you know, dying of cancer. Oh, and so, gosh. so the miracle of that to me was at some point, and there's, you know, I can talk about the healing of, of that for a long time, but at some point I realized that the only reason it hurts so much is because I'm using the energy of loss to propagate me blindly through life. And I had to sit down and say, I get emotional. I'm going to make every one of their lives matter because, you know, you have survival guilt where you go, 
well, how come I'm alive? And how come, you know, and then you accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. But it was a much deeper meaning of saying, I've got to stop being afraid of losing somebody else. I have to find what happens, how it happens. I need to welcome death so that I can welcome life fully. So that's probably where the real fear got released. Because honestly, what's there to fear of somebody rejecting you if you're secretly fearing that your husband, who is 26 years older, by the way, married for 27 now, will die, having watched Mm -hmm. everybody die for so many years. Mm -hmm. So I think... I think very often what appears fearless on the surface is the mimicking of a greater fear and keeping yourself busy from acknowledging it. And I got really good at that. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That is, um, you know, that is, and, and, and that is a very personal thing that you shared. And I really appreciate you for, for letting us into that space because, and, you know, it is not an easy thing to have that kind of self-awareness where you, you know, you were able to identify that there was a lot of negative energy that you were having towards your, your losses. And it was affecting, even though it didn't seem like to the outside that it was affecting your world, it actually was affecting your world because it was how, I mean, I'm sure how you look at your sweetheart, you know, like the things you think about, like, you know, that is, that affects you over time. So I love that you are now, um, you're now in a place where you're thinking, you know what, I'm not going to fear loss. I'm going to embrace life. Right. So every day is a win. And that is incredible. And I think that is the most amazing pearl. So thank you so much for sharing that because I think that that, that, that you just shared is going to impact a lot of people who are listening to this broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So thank I, you I, I for sure being real hope and trust. So I sure hope and trust. So, because I think for all of us, if we're distracted by, I call them minor fears, it's because we're afraid to deal with what we're really afraid of and just walking yourself there. And that's what I had to do. I actually had to pause and say, what would happen? And that if you're experiencing fear, that's what would happen if that happened and go face the worst outcome and then, and then say, and even then I will choose life. And that gives you such a flow and a wave of freedom of really saying so I don't have to wait for it to happen I don't have to live my life waiting for it to end or waiting for somebody else's life to end I get to live my life and so then yeah if I lose a little money on the business venture who cares you know because I'm not afraid to live in a one-bedroom apartment I live there with my bro you know it's yeah right 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 no, that's, 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 an, that's an amazing perspective and I'm sure as a result of that that outlook that um that perspective you enjoy your life right i mean because that the two kind of go hand in hand like if you are consumed by the fear of outcomes then you never try things right i mean but then once you try things that you maybe wouldn't have previously tried you find that there are things that you enjoy that had you not tried it you would never have discovered that and so you end up living like a very abundant life right because you're not limiting yourself because of fear, which I think is amazing. You know, that is such a, a great testimony. Absolutely. That is such a great testimony. I'm sorry. My mom decided to call me. I don't think she knew I was recording. (laughs) I was 
like, oh, the phone's ringing. Hey, when mom is checking in, all the childhood fears come to the surface. And like, we oh. shifted. <laughs> She's calling me again. It doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't oh get God. much better. Than that. It is so funny. You're like, you're doing well, Charmaine. <laughs> you're on the roll, girl. Oh, my. <laughs> Like I'm all, if people who are watching the video and they can see like I'm all red in the face now. <laughs> it matches my book. We did it on purpose. Thank yes, you, Mom. There you go. The perfect. setup was perfect. <laughs> was perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. So we were talking about your book and how, how this one came about. Cause you've had, you know, you've had several before this one, how did this one come about? And, um, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear more about that. You know, it's interesting because, um, there are bits and pieces of the story, but and I get interviewed honestly a little bit, and I don't think I've ever felt like sharing the whole story. So here you go, because I oh, think nice. So Someone, some, somebody needs to hear it to maybe encourage them to walk through the dark and trusting, right? I, I just, for some reason, it just seems to be so. I'll do a little intro because I think that's the principle that the story gives itself to, and then we'll go back to it. You know, we talk about um, trust and guidance, you know, the two things. A lot of us are like guided. We have this, we have this desire to do something and we pursue it. And then we're in the middle of pursuing it and it's like sneaks away and it's like crickets. And I don't think people talk enough about it. it's like crickets. So then imposter syndrome creeps in and you're like, uh, you're hanging in the air. You can't fly. You're going to fall down. Right. I mean, you know, flap your wings, do whatever it takes. But I think it's very important to realize that you get that inkling to do something. You got to act on it immediately and then expect that there will be a period of lull because we are learning two parallel virtues. We're learning trust and we're learning guidance and they feed off each other. So if you guide it and you follow it, then when there is lull, you keep trusting that when you need it again, the same inner prompting, the same spirit, the same feeling that got you going in the beginning that it'll come through again. And I think it's so important because this whole story with the book is how it was. I, you know, in March 20, this is now, 
2022. So March 2021, I am minding my own business. I'm overworking. I have like nine seminars. I'm teaching. I love teachings. So, and it was this, this feeling comes in the very still small voice, you know, it's like cancel everything for March. And I'm hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to cancel it because I think I'm overworked because our brain wants to interpret what our heart tells us. Sure. Because right? there is no fear in the heart. The fear lives in the brain. So, you know, freedom is all about letting heart rule your brain, right? In so many ways. So when there's courage, because heart comes from Latin core, which is courage. So when that feeling in your heart comes in and the brain says, don't, 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 my brain went in well, but you got a bills, you got da, da, da. And I'm like, no, I'm taking March off. So I took the march off and I really thought it was to rest. But this, the second day that I've taken the day off, it was like, you need to write your next book. I'm like, dang it, there goes my march. And I started writing a book and you will love it because it was going to be called F off marble for a swear word. I am free. Okay, and it was all it. on seeking the freedom. It was inspired by the story that, you know, um, that I might come to, but the story will distract us from, from the book writing. And so I was really, really in this freedom space of writing the book. And I started writing it and I got halfway. One of the publishers fell through. I was guided to a better publisher and she got into the book and she said, you know, the book is great. I don't like the title. The book can be a bestseller. We need to change the title. So I started pondering on the title and what came through was love me. And when it came through, the word, the little, the, the me came in as little M big E. And I was like, that's interesting. I'll find out why. And so I'm writing this book on love me on different centers of energy in our body. I call them possibility centers. So the heart center, the love me center, and I'm naming the chop chapters as master me, see me, hear me, love me, empower me, create me and prosper me that coincide to the traditional chakras in the energy system for me, there are possibility centers of opening. So excited about the book. And then I'm on a plane to Costa Rica, actually, with my mom, taking her for a treat for three days. And there's this clear prompting. I'm like, how can I squeeze all of this knowledge into one book? And it was, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to write seven. But the first one is not love me. The first one is prosper me. Because when people are in survival, it's hard for them to feel loved. It's not impossible. But it's hard because we are human beings first. And I know we talk about that there is a spirit that goes through us, that there is the energy that sustains us. But here now, this body needs to eat. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> and we like food with our meals. And so what came through was this prosperous the foundation of reminding us who we are. And it was only when I got there that little M big E made sense. And that is that we are matter that is mortal, that is material, that is manifesting only through surrendering to energy and essential and expensiveness of eternity that we are, right? That this is who we are. We're both things. So that's the long version of how the book was born. And the content was easy because I have an app that had the 35 laws that I taught on. I had videos. So combining the two with help of beautiful team and then writing and rewriting. Prosper Me was channeled. One of the laws is the law of synchronicities. 
I wrote the book and, you know, I'm, t- I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, okay, you tell me that there isn't a lot of synchronicity or divine, <laughs> divine timing as to where we are right now. And that actually breaks my heart a little, quite a bit. In the U.S., we are at the highest inflation in 41 years. Mm. 60% of Americans report waking up in the middle of the night yeah, with stress. cold sweats, worrying yeah. about money. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the one that really made me actually cry the other day, I was looking at 35% of us don't even have a thousand dollars for accidentals. That if something happens in our life that's more than a thousand, we go into debt. Like, you know, so the timing for the book, I think, mm-hmm. was divinely guided, and I couldn't have known it. So, for anybody who tells you, you got to have a full vision and go pursue it. It works for 0.1% of population. Right, right. <laughs> the rest of us, the rest of us, we just see that next little glimpse and you jump onto it. Right, right. Onto it, you know? Yeah. So that's it. That's the, that's the story of how the book was born. Oh, it's fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then, um, so the book you said is available June 25th, right? Yes. Yes. June 25th on Amazon, wherever you are. And eventually, hopefully in the bookstores around the world. Yeah. 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 Bookstores. You know, it's funny because, um, you know, when we moved to Guam, like when we were in Michigan, we did, we used to go to borders all the time, which is one of, one of the books. I mean, I don't know if you have borders where you're, where you're in do, your state, but okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, but you know, like they were the two big ones, you know, there's borders and then there is, um, Barnes and Nobles. And so you would kind of alternate between the two, you know, even in college, you know, go study at borders or study at Barnes and Nobles doesn't matter. But, you know, when borders closed, that was a sad day. Right. And then, you know, you had one less large bookstore to go to. And I guess it was a good a good thing and a little bit of a boon for the smaller booksellers. You know, those are always really neat to support um, because, you know, obviously they get overshadowed oftentimes by the bigger ones. But, you know, that loss. I mean, having that big store removed and that big meeting place around books removed just kind of suddenly from our area, we had gotten used to not going to the bookstore anymore. And I don't know why we would go to Borders more than we went to Barnes and Nobles. Like there was no real reason, but it was just, you know, when that one left, we kind of didn't go there anymore. And so when we moved here and we went to the mall, again, another thing that doesn't really exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it does here. <laughs> so we went to the mall and the mall, by the way, is quite vibrant and alive and a great place that where people come, you know, people come together and do things and, no, you know, all that stuff, which is what the mall was before. Right. So, <laughs> so we went to the mall and we actually saw like a bookstore Yay! And we were like, wow. <laughs> and so sometimes we go to the bookstore and we like, you know, go and we peruse the, you know, the aisles and we, we find some really neat things. And, you know, and, you know, you don't always go in there with a motive. Like you don't always go in there to actually purchase something, but you just walk by and you're like, Hey, let's just go look in the bookstore. And, and, and so I, I didn't realize how much we used to do that before uh, until, you know, we, we moved now to a place where, that's a possibility again. <laughs> so, 
So yes, I hope that you get into the bookstores because bookstores do There you go. I mean, bookstores do exist. <laughs> they do exist. Well, our college I, students, if you're listening to this. Right. I'm just saying bookstores are real. Like they do exist. Oh my gosh. No, that's awesome. So Amazon um, is going to be like the go-to international go-to pretty much at this point. And then yeah. um, in the yeah. future. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. And for those who are listening, um, do you mind saying the title and then spelling your name, your last name so that they can know to find it properly? Perfect. So the title is Prosper Me, the 35 Universal Laws to Make Money Work for You. And the name is spelled Victoria. And then the last name is R-A-D-E-R, Victoria Raider. Fantastic. So yes, Fantastic. there's, we know, I don't know that there are any other Prosper Me books, but I'd like you to prosper with me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's so interesting that you talk about this because um, I talk about this quite often on the show because I have a very interesting, uh, a very interesting mindset shift when it comes to money and my energy around money. And even my husband is like, you, I know you think you're a money magnet. And I'm like, yeah, I am a money magnet. <laughs> He's and, and it, I'm just saying, like, the more I believe it is the more it's going to happen. <laughs> it's very true. Well, but, you know, I I've, we've barely met, but the amount of joy that radiates from you, because that's what that's what being a money magnet is in a healthy way. Right. That's what it is. It's it's when you look at people talk about three resources, money, time and energy. But in a pure universal sense, there is one resource and that's energy. And when you tune in to the resource of gratitude and radiance, then yeah, then the other two just kind of line up and you find time for fun things and joyful things and you find money, you know? So it all starts with that genuine, genuine gratitude. I honestly put the law of gratitude as the first law. And I got to nice. tell you, you have such a radiance of gratitude from you. So when you look for gorgeous miracles, little things to be grateful for, you're living by the law, whether you know it or not. Interesting. The beautiful thing is, you know, when we, we, we might have mastered the laws without knowing it. So then it becomes a point of awareness and you go like, oh, that's mm -hmm. me. That's me. That's me. And then it's like, well, that's why. That's why. And that's why. And if it's the other way around, hopefully it's like, oh, that's me. So then you can change it. Right. But that's that's so much your energy um, coming through you. You know, you're just grateful for life. Thank you. So I am very like grateful. I am very grateful. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nah. You know, thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us. Thank you for sharing your perspective. Thank you for sharing your book, because I feel like this is something that people really do. They need it. They need something like that right now. They need to have a, a different, a different attitude towards, you know, what's happening and how they can change their lives. And I think that is timely. And I know you did not plan for it to be <laughs> coming out now like but I'm telling you that 
this is the perfect time. So I know that you're going to have great success with it. And um, I know that you're going to be able to, you know, get lots and lots of, um, of money donated back to your homeland, which I think is, which is really, really, really great um, side effect of the books sales. So, so thank you for doing that. I will say that I did know a, one of my colleagues, um, when I was in Michigan, he is from the Ukraine and he used to dance and I thought that was really neat, really, really neat. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, um, when you look, when you look at the history, uh, we'll shift for a moment because when you look at a history of Ukraine, it actually had the first democratic government. A lot of people don't know that. In 1650s, we had a publicly selected official, it was called Hetman, which is like a president, and our women voted with our men. <laughs> so nice. let nice. me tell you, and when you have a neighborhood country that still has a tsar, you're not very popular. So my right. joke is every 50, 70 years, there is extermination of freedom-loving Ukrainians, you know? I'm laughing at it because when you keep crying, you keep dying, you're a victim. But when you keep laughing, you're overcoming, right? So it's kind of built in with me. There have been several artificial famines. You know, in 1933, 9 million Ukrainians were starved, starved. The basket of the Europe, we had the most grain at a time of Stalin because there was so much entrepreneurial spirit. They would come and they would collect the grain and take it out. 9 million people died. And so... I know to the world, in the world's eyes, this is new and this is horrific and there's no explanation for it. But for Ukrainians, this has been for over 500 years and we're really hoping that this time freedom will stick, right? Oh my gosh, yes, please. this This is kind of a, to me, it's a final battle. It's not out of nowhere war. I think it is now so visible and so global that it cannot be shoved under any geopolitical carpet anymore and so i do know with every bit of my heart that when freedom prevails in ukraine now freedom will prevail in a lot of hearts globe wise you know a lot of people will say wait a minute if a little country could do this i can do this too it's my life it's worth fighting for i really think there is much more than uh, than just a war over land that is happening you know Thank you for sharing that history because I had not known that. And so that's, that's a good, that's a good backstory to be aware of in, you know, so you can have a good perspective on everything that's happening. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I am so excited that you took time out of your busy day to spend with us. We really appreciate you. And we are at that point in the show where we do our tradition. So are you ready for fill in the blanks? Ready. <laughs> right, cool. She looks ready. <laughs> awesome. We just have no idea what's going to come through. Well, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Here we go. The first one is to me, fearless freedom means quantum freedom. It actually means quantum freedom. It's the freedom that is on the deep, deep, deep subconscious level to the degree that it is unstoppable, it is hungry, and it is just coming out of you. <laughs> awesome. That sounds so good. <laughs> the next one is, if I am fearless, I will. I will be me. 
I will be me. Little M, big E. I will be me. Love it. Love it. And then the last one is my battle cry is surrender to love. Surrender to love. Love overcomes fear. So surrender to love. Awesome. 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 So I thank you again for your time. And I know that the Fearless Freedom Tribe is going to be keeping their eye out for the release of Prosper Me, the 35 Universal Laws to Make Money Work for You by Victoria Rader, because I know it's going to make an immense impact on those that read it and also on your countrymen back home. Thank you you so much. What an amazing time. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. (laughs) Thank you for coming on.